0: Where are we? Now playing so by the quasi Dead. Welcome back to Deep Dark Tunnel Diaries. This is episode number 10. and I'm here with the Quasi-Dead in the Tunnel today, and we're here to talk about their most recent project, Death Star, and the song Rolling Thunder, which will be featured. So I've noticed that your music has a very specific atmosphere, sort of high velocity, and it carries a lot of influence from techno, industrial, as well as metal. How would you describe the song Rolling Thunder?
1: Well, Rolling Thunder, I took a lot of influence from the composer Mick Gordon, who composed the soundtrack for the video game Doom, both the first one and Doom Eternal. And on the soundtrack to Doom, Mick uses distorted downtuned guitars, and he also uses heavy synth, and a lot of layering and a lot of samples. Um, There's probably a little bit less layering and sampling on Rolling Thunder, but Rolling Thunder is meant to be kind of a a steady, pounding sort of track that actually... Uh, That actually references what the song title came from, which is the bombing techniques of the U.S. government on the Viet Cong military uh, encampments uh, during the, the Vietnam conflict in the 70s and the 60s and 70s.
0: Your music elicits a theme. Could you elaborate on some of the concepts in Death Star?
1: Yeah, uh, Death Star, all four tracks are very spacey, they're, they're all instrumental, so there's there's no vocals, which, um, in my opinion, allows the listener a little bit more freedom to interpret where they're at in the music. Personally, uh, my music is heavily influenced by cyberpunk and uh, dystopian uh, futuristic society type of environments. You know, you're walking down a, uh, an alleyway, it's just crowded with people, Uh, Someone's doing experimental drugs on the side of the road that you've never heard of before and uh, there's flashing neon signs everywhere and uh, it's, you know, really easy to immediately get a feel for that if I said cyberpunk just due to the amount of movies uh, and TV shows and music that's already out there that's kind of generated that aesthetic for the cyberpunk feeling.
0: How do you think the experience of a pure listener differentiates from the experience of a fan?
1: Well, I would consider a fan to be someone who not only listens to the music but also pursues their other ways of experiencing the artist and what the artist brings to the the creative field. So, a pure listener, you know, could be someone who's listening to the track in the car, listening to it while they exercise, Um, someone who's Maybe not necessarily actively listening, someone who just wants something in the background. Uh, a fan goes out of their way to, besides listen to the, the music, experience the artist on a deeper level.
0: You have an extensive knowledge of warfare. How does this knowledge complete the fantasy world you are presenting?
1: My, uh, my knowledge and background of uh, like the military warfare and history and that sort of thing uh, came from a shared appreciation and um, excitement at discovering and listening and reading about all of of those things with my dad when I was a kid. Um, My dad used to work for a private military contractor that supplied the U.S. government and other governments of the world with the main battle tank the M1A2 Abrams and so you know similar to the, the the song title Rolling Thunder which references, you know, a military operation from the Vietnam conflict. I I think my infatuation with history is what leads me to is, is what leads me to bring the cyberpunk aesthetic to my music and to my artistry because I know a lot about history, but the future still has yet to be written and there's a lot of possibility and there's a lot of unknown. And that's exciting. Now playing a now
0: by the Quasi Dead. Dramata. Aside from the creative aspects, do you take technicality into account when creating your music?
1: Um, my music, specifically for my for my solo work, uh, I suppose so, but it's uh, it's a little less of a focus. Than creating, you know, a soundscape for the listener to really get lost in. Um, when it comes to my love for metal bands, uh, then there is a little bit more of an implied technicality there, purely because you're working with multiple people using traditional instruments um, and. So therefore, a certain degree of dexterity and chemistry is required to come up with something that sounds as good and as put together as a lot of the electronic stuff uh, that's out there on the market right now. And uh, so for me, if anything, my solo project is a way for me to get away from some of the traditional technicality that's incorporated into traditional songwriting in like a four or five piece band, which I am in. and. Uh, it, it It allows me to experiment with layers and experiment with more uh, more sound effects and you know different different vibes and stuff like that, and worrying less about where the one is or if I'm playing in a polyrhythm relative to the guitar and more about how can I transport the listener to my to my world.
0: Could you describe to us how that contributes directly to your composition of your solo work?
1: Uh, believe it or not, some of the first things that are written, um, maybe this, maybe this is the same for most artists out there, is the drum track. Um, especially as a drummer, I, I listen to the, the drums first on a lot of the music that I listen to. That's something that brings me to, to that artist. Um, is the, you know, the production quality, the, the, um, the technicality, the, the uniqueness. Luckily for me, you know, being able to write electronic music that maybe doesn't require me to uh, play on a drum set um, allows me to focus on other things, other aspects of of my music, and improve other aspects of of my songwriting. Um, But all my music right now is extremely rhythmic and very rhythm based, and uh, one of my songs is actually in an odd meter. for those of you who are music theory nerds out there, uh, one of my songs is in a 7/4 time signature, so that that kind of throws the traditional, um, you know, toe tapping, the traditional head bobbing for a little bit of a loop. But it also creates a little bit of a portal for the listener to. Um, to experience something on a a deeper, more instinctual level, Um, the human, you know, the the human rhythm, um, something that's embedded in all of us. And um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, definitely with, you know, for instance, that 7-4 polyrhythm that I, or 7-4 time signature that I use for one of my tracks, that's probably something that someone who has some experience with um, percussion would think of to do right off the bat, that was the basis for that song.
0: Well, thank you so much for crawling down to the deep dark tunnel with us today. Where can we find you on social media?
1: You can follow me at The Quasi Dead on Instagram. Uh, you can find me on SoundCloud and Spotify and Apple Music. I'm The Quasi Dead. I don't have a Twitter and I don't have a Facebook yet. Um, that's on the way. But uh, yeah, check me out on Instagram. Uh, that's my main social media.
0: <laughs> this is Rolling Thunder by The Quasi Dead. We're in the deep dark tunnel. that was rolling thunder by the quasi dead you could find them on soundcloud and all streaming platforms under the quasi dead are you an artist that's interested in being on deep dark tunnel follow us on instagram at deep dark tunnel radio for more information